Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessvampire.com. Today is going to be an episode that will probably go down in history as one of my favorites. I am Taylor. Welcome to the Fearless 15 on the Fearless Vampire podcast. If you are new around here, the Fearless 15 is whenever I answer some really commonly asked questions that come into me via Instagram, TikTok, email, Facebook. I get questions all the time as a business mentor. And so I answer these questions in a very condensed, bite-sized way on these Fearless 15 episodes. So if you're new here, thank you for being here. If you have been listening since the beginning, I so appreciate you being here. And I am so excited to get into this, this Fearless 15 today, because it's really near and dear to my heart. So the question that came in from Instagram actually was, what are, what are some money blocks that I overcame as a female entrepreneur? Oh, I love this question because money blocks are a real thing and they are what keep us from growing. So if you don't know what a money block is, a money block is essentially a series of thoughts, a mindset, or like that gut-wrenching feeling that gets in the way of you accomplishing financial success. So without further ado, I'm really excited to share three of the money blocks that really truthfully helped shape my entire entrepreneurial journey. I had to analyze each one of these blocks to see if it was a truth or if it was a belief. And if that belief was given to me at a young age based on where I grew up, my family surroundings, and then it was instilled into me and reinforced by by those beliefs, I will find a way as we humans do, we find ways to reinforce what we already believe. And so this is where money blocks get really tricky because you do have to differentiate, is this truth? Is this a belief? And if it is a belief, have I been reinforcing it my whole life? Have these situations been coming into my life that reinforce this belief so that it feels like a truth? So the very first money block that I had to overcome as an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of people like men, women alike have to overcome this, is that making money has to be hard. Now, I grew up in a family of coal miners, nine to fivers, teachers, and then there was a day trader thrown in there. And these careers were very hard hard careers. My grandfather got lung cancer shortly after he retired, but he was a coal miner. He worked in the mines in West Virginia. And so that's a hard job, especially whenever you move into retirement and you end up with lung cancer. And he passed away when I was 11 years old. And it's it, it was a very gruesome thing to watch family commit to one, not gruesome, but I shouldn't say gruesome. It was a very challenging thing as a a wild-hearted child who had no interest in working a nine-to-five, it was very challenging for me to watch like my grandmother committed to being a teacher, probably in her 20s. And she was a teacher until the day she retired. My parents, thankfully, had a different approach. 
to that nine to five. My mom loves, loved her nine to five when she was in it. She worked for university, but she had a a couple other jobs in there before I got to meet her when I was born. But my mom taught at the university. She loved her nine to five. She loved the security. She loved knowing when she was needed and when she was not needed. But my dad was a videographer. And he and my mom worked in tandem um, as videographers doing weddings and sporting events. So I did get to see this entrepreneurial spirit a little bit. But generally speaking, growing up, making money had to be hard. And so I felt really guilty as an entrepreneur, as a photographer, and as a woman, when I found that my passion in photography could actually make me money and I loved it. I loved it. And it was really hard as it is for most entrepreneurs to charge money for something that I loved. Like my first year as a photographer, I did everything for free. Honestly, for the first couple of years, I probably did everything for free. And then whenever I started charging, there was this wave of panic and anxiety and guilt because I was charging to do something that I loved. And I remember telling my my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, like, I don't know how to charge for this because I love doing it. And I feel so guilty charging money, doing something that I love. But then I realized that that was a money block. That's because I grew up in a culture where making money had to be hard. Then I moved into mentoring. I moved into mentoring other photographers on their journey of creating their photography business and making it a very lucrative one. And then I felt guilty all over again. I was like, I love doing this. I love teaching. I love teaching photographers about business. And I feel guilty doing it. I feel guilty charging because it comes easy to me. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs come head to head with this at some point in their career of, I love doing it, especially if it's a creative entrepreneur and a creative passion. I love doing it. And so it feels really wrong. So that was the very first money block I had to overcome. And it really helped shape my journey as an entrepreneur when I did start charging and making a real income, especially whenever my income tripled from what I was making in the corporate world. It it was a very sobering, but also very challenging money block for me to overcome. The second money block I had to overcome is if you have money, you are an evil a-hole. Now, part of this, I really do have to attribute to my Catholic upbringing. I grew up in the Catholic church, baptized, the whole thing. And in 1 Timothy 6.10, the verse is, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through the many sorrows. Okay, so talk about a real money block as a five to, you know, 15 year old child going to church and having that money is the root of all evil ingrained into my brain. This was a really hard concept. Also growing up in West Virginia, it is the fifth poorest state. I then moved to Colorado, which is in the top five financially strongest states with Utah, Idaho, Washington, and Massachusetts, according to us news. There was this very negative view that I grew up with towards wealthy people because money is the root of all evil. I also grew up in a culture where anyone who had money was a very awful, they were just awful people. If they were golfers, if they were, 
you know, if they, if they chose quality over quantity, whether it was a clothing or, or groceries, quality over quantity was viewed negatively. And so this was really challenging me for, for me, both in a money sense, but also in other areas of my life. I preferred to buy organic produce and eat that over buying clearance meat that I had that had freezer burn on it. And so this was viewed like I was viewed as a freak for wanting to buy organic produce in my hometown where I grew up in. But again, when you grow up in the fifth poorest state, it's very hard to adopt a different mentality around money not being evil. Money is actually something that I can do really great things with. Money allows me to have freedom. Money allows me to give back to my community in a way that really feels in alignment with my energy. Moving to Colorado, this was very hard because in Colorado, everything is more expensive, but people are also making more income to support that lifestyle. Everything's more expensive. Groceries are more expensive. Gas is more expensive. It's just a more expensive state to live in. And so I very quickly had to confront this Mooney, or sorry, to confront this money is the root of all evil mentality. And it was also challenging because my identity was wrapped up in this, right? Like, not that I view myself as this very rich person, but I knew that I was doing well financially. I knew my business had taken off and I did not want the people in my life that I had grown up with, family, friends, I did not want to, them to view me as evil. So I kept my income a secret for a very long time from my family and friends that I had grown up with because I wasn't sure if I would be welcomed into that community if they knew that I was doing well financially. And this was really uncomfortable for me. This was really hard for me to not take personally and I also knew that in my heart of hearts, I was and I do do very good things with money. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is every November and December, Mike and I have put money aside to give back to our community in very unconventional ways. And so we'll do things like we'll be out to dinner at a restaurant and we'll secretly buy somebody's meal next to us. Uh, last year, there was I remember it so clearly, there was a mom who was out for pizza with her two kids and it was right at the holiday season. And we asked her server if we could pick up the check for them. So we paid for it. We paid in cash. And seeing her reaction was absolutely priceless. Like she started crying. She asked her server who did this. And he actually didn't know. I think we had paid one of the other servers who didn't tell him who had paid for it. And he said, I'm not sure, but you, you might want to go check in the restaurant and see if you recognize anyone. And so we saw her and her kids. We were sitting outside, but we saw her and her kids run inside and scan the restaurant to see if they knew of anyone. But Anyway, this is, this is to me the good that money can do. We also love to donate to, to places and, you know, nonprofits that are really meaningful to us. Anytime that we see that somebody has a GoFundMe for somebody who's lost their home or found out that their partner has an illness or they've lost a child, we immediately give money, usually anonymous anonymously to, to those people in need. And so we started cooking for the homeless shelter. I mean, there's just a lot of things that I now know that I can do with money and it is not the root of all evil. It's actually something that I can do really great things with now. And, um, and I think that, that the now part is really important because a lot of times people will say, well, I'll, I'll be more generous once I have more money and you can be generous right now. You can buy a coffee for the person behind you in line. Like if, if, if you go get a coffee, purchase the person behind you's coffee. And that's one of my favorite things to do, especially in the winter during the holiday season. 
We, we love leaving really generous tips at restaurants around town. There's just, there, there's an endless amount of ways that you can spend money. You, you could leave a $10 bill sitting on a shelf in Target. That is being generous. I mean, it's just, there are so many things and ways that you can give without having a lot of money and reteaching yourself that money actually is not the root of all evil. It's actually a really wonderful thing to have and to give out. So that's the second money block I had to overcome is that money is the root of all evil. The third money block that I had to overcome, and this one was really hard because it was so much a part of a part of my childhood and growing up, is that there simply isn't enough. There was this scarcity mindset I felt like growing up, and it was not anything that anyone did wrong. It was just things that I was observing and started to adopt as truth. So I am, just for a little backstory, I'm the oldest of six kids. And so there always kind of seemed to be this looming scarcity mindset. There's not enough seconds in the day. There's not enough milk. There was never enough milk, y'all. With six kids, my parents would bring home a gallon of milk. That was gone within five minutes. And I just remember my mom like yelling at everybody about their, their milk rations. And if the milk was gone, it was gone for the next week. Like we, we were not getting another gallon of milk. My dad used to, I, I know he thought this was funny, but I, it would just drive me nuts Whenever we'd be at dinner, you never wanted to sit next to dad because he would say, hey, what's that outside? And we would turn and look and he would eat our food. Like he would take half our steak or he would take, you know, our pasta off the plate and eat it. And he thought it was hilarious. But in a family of eight people, if you don't eat really fast, there's not going to be seconds. And dad's probably going to take it because he thinks it's hilarious. And so there was kind of this weird scarcity mindset growing up. And this was a really challenging thing to overcome because one of the best ways to make more money is to practice abundance. And so I saw this show up whenever I moved into the photography world and I kind of panicked. And Mike was really wonderful because he said, honey, you don't need the whole pie. You just need a slice of it. And I was like, all right, all right, well, there's not going to be enough. Of course, there's going to be enough work. We live in Colorado. It's a beautiful place. People love having their pictures taken. There will be enough work. And this isn't just Colorado. This is across the board. There is always enough work. And I can't take on all the work that comes my way. And so shifting from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset was really challenging, but my career has really helped me overcome this. One of the areas that I specialize in is wedding photography. And so I get to spend the day with people who pay our top dollar packages. And then guess what they do at the end of the night? A lot of them tip me, which this was like, this was mind blowing to me that people would pay thousands of dollars for me to be at their wedding and then give me more money at the end of the night. Like that really helped me view the world as a state of abundance and not scarcity. And also going back to, um, to how we give in the second money block that I overcame, practicing giving more also made me feel rich. It made me realize that there is abundance. And every time I give money away, it comes back to me tenfold. It might not be from the same person. It might not be in a way that I expect it, but it always comes back. If this was helpful for you, or if this struck a chord with you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Shoot me a message on Instagram, send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And 
obviously, please feel free to share this with somebody. If this is a conversation that you've had with someone recently, or if you know somebody who's kind of going through these money mindset, money, money blocks, they're trying to change their relationship with money, please feel free to share this because I find it so helpful to talk about money with people. And I know that this message is going to it's going to influence somebody. So thank you so much for being here. Again, feel free to share it. Feel free to reach out to me on social media and please check back in for our next Fearless Vampire podcast episode. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you next time.